Welcome to the We're All Fucked podcast hosted by me, Derry Owen. And me, Dan Grace. This is a podcast designed to try and take a light-hearted take on the ridiculousness of society as we know it and wonder how we all find a way to carry on, even though we know deep down we're all fucked. Each episode, we'll be looking at a particular topic, having a laugh and a cry along the way, dragging along a few guests with us for the ride. Remember to rate us and subscribe so you never miss our rounds. Good evening, Dan. How are you? All right, not bad. Very good. We're actually doing it. We're actually doing it. The first episode. Cutting we'll probably get teeth. to like we'll probably get to like episode three and call it a day. But there we go, episode one. <laughs> How's your week been? It's not been too bad so far. I mean, it's it's uh, we're recording this on the Monday, so looking back, at, I was at my grand's for the whole week. I'm a I'm a very good grandson, and I spent the entire week on holiday in Margate, which was yeah, gorgeous. It was it was quite chilled. How much uh, sweet stuff are you doing for you to eat? Oh, Class- no, I mean... Is she a classic gran, though? Is she, like, one of these... Oh, very, very much not a classic gran at all. <laughs> like, this this is the bit where it gets a bit... Because I, I knew this was coming, and I was like, oh, shit, how do I say this without sort of really upsetting my family? Um, basically, she's deeply, deeply racist. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Like, and... To be fair, that's probably a classic run. <laughs> there we go. That's another question. I mean, in, in some in some ways, in some ways, but but like this is like your authentic racism. I was saying to my mum, one of the reasons that I love spending time with her, and particularly this trip, is the double think required to help hold sort of racist views, but then also care about animal welfare, and then also care about family. Like you've got all those thoughts, thoughts and emotions swirling around, and it's just like how can one body contain all of that kind of anguish and conflict? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, look at that guy over there. I uh, wish he'd live in my country. Are you okay for tea, Dan? It's just <laughs> yeah, like this two exactly, thing. How can that, exactly. like, one person do the same too? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, don't ask me about my week. It was much more boring than that. Shall we go straight into the topic? Are you excited? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You've, you've been up to some dark shit if you're saying I don't want to talk about my week. <laughs> oh, no, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, let's assume that you've you've been working basically, haven't you? Yes, I have been working, and I've been working. I've been worried about the first topic. So just so everybody's totally clear, what's going to happen is each week we're going to alternate. Uh, one one of us is going to come up with a topic that we're going to dis- discuss about, talk about a few things that bother us about that thing, that topic, rant it out. The other host does not know what the other one's going to bring up. And then uh, we swap places the following week. So this, you know, keeps us on our toes, Dan, and uh, it's going to be fairly cathartic. Quite hopefully. a nice surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I was like, I mean, you're also like, it halves the amount of effort, doesn't it? It means that basically you only have to think half the time, which yeah. is great. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Right. So the first topic, Dan, it, I've gone for a big one, but, you know, it's irrelevant for all of us. Anyway, and there's a few things to bother me. It's like a good timing with what's happening at the moment, even though I've got to talk particularly a lot about that aspect of it. But it's relevant to us all. And the and the topic this week is is money, Dan. Fuck. That's a, money. That's a big one. I've that's gone big, big for the first one, haven't I? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So nice there's a few topic. things that really fucking bother me, right? Money. And there's a few things I've got, obviously, you know, question a few people. A few people are actually in the kind of... Um, you know, financial field 
and I've posed these kind of questions to them, but they just can't answer it. All right. So there's two main things, I suppose, that I want to hash out that really fucking bother me. And again, prove that we're all fucked. The first one is the stock market. Okay. Okay. So I'll sit down in work and usually have Sky News on in the background. It's really good actually in the morning. Some guy stands up and he like gives an overview of the markets, talks to all these, you know, psychopathic uh, CEOs and everything. It is quite sure. interesting. You even know something I hate. But anyway, <laughs> there's a stock market and, and it keeps giving out readings of how, how the FTSE is doing. And mm. there's a number done. Okay. There is a number in that FTSE. Oh, the FTSE's gone up 0.1 points today. And then the following day, said, oh, the market's not looking good. It's gone down 0.3%. You know, nothing's happened. Absolutely nothing's <laughs> happened. I know things are happening now, but, you know, generally nothing, nothing happens. Nobody, Dan, can tell me where the fuck that number comes from. So, you know, you know that FTSE 100 number? It moves yeah. up and down. So I've literally spoken with people that are in financial terms, financial in the financial sector, and they can't answer it. Oh, yes, it's dependent on, you know, the performance of companies. Yeah, I get that. If the company's doing well, the stock price goes up. But yeah. who's what, what generates that number? Where does that number come from? Okay, nobody yeah. can answer this question, even for one singular company. You could, you could probably argue yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit more single company, but as a vast whole, all all this giant <laughs> stock market, right? So there's this number that is life, and it moves up and down. And our livelihoods can be linked to that number, right? So we've got thousands of pounds of investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah, yeah. pension, you know, could tank based on that number. And nobody, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, can uh, <laughs> can answer it. We'll put an email address. By the way, we need to set up an email down in the show yeah, notes, we, we will, so people can uh, you know answer. Can our explain questions. it to so, us. See, yeah, yeah, where yeah. the hell where the hell that comes from, and that and that just really bothers me. And uh, but yeah, let's start off on that. that so just tell me where yeah. that number comes from, Dan. It'll be great. We'll end it right now. I uh, <laughs> I mean I I can't remember, but someone. I feel like my uncle or possibly my dad did explain it to me at some point. My dad doesn't have a financial background, although he was once a runner in the stock market in London, um, like a long, long time ago. I'm talking like, I think probably 70s or 80s, um, like one of his first ever jobs. And then my uncle, I've got a few uncles, but one of them is is a stockbroker and he has his own business as a stockbroker. No, he's... Is he, an investment manager he does a you know basically he's like he used to work as a stockbroker for a company and then he decided to sort of go it alone and now he's done it for like donkey's years i'm going to say like 20 plus years significant part of my life and i think basically this is going to be wrong but essentially (laughs) it's the value of shares and the value of shares is as you sort of indicated is linked to their desirability in the market. So different people's opinions on sort of how much they're going to be worth. So it's so it's speculation essentially. Like they're kind it's of thinking, up. well, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all fantasy. It's all yeah. fantasy. That that's why we're all fucked up. Because the, what gets me is because I know what you're saying. Uh, you know, somebody somebody will come on, well, it's uh, linked link to this and there's the value of this company and of the 100 biggest companies. But that number changes every like second. Hmm. And obviously, it did this. I'm guessing before computers, so yeah. you can't literally. So it's like, was there a guy with a notepad like <laughs> outside of like the New York Stage, just like literally like scribbling? I need another fucking. <laughs> I'm run out of fucking ink. <laughs> you just changing it every fucking. 
but everything's linked to that. You know, it is scary, isn't it? That that isn't actually talked about very often. Yeah. And, I mean, there's, there's uh, what's it, his face. My my dad, my dad told me about this a while ago, and basically, it used to be linked to the value of gold, and apparently. When it was linked to the value of gold, that was like a stable thing. That was sort of an understandable value. Yeah. But even that is a bit fucking weird because it's a shiny metal. Yeah. yeah. Like the only reason that people like gold is because men like sex and women like shiny things. Like that's that's what it's fundamentally based on. Like it's sort of it's a fancy modern version of caveman going shiny rock ooh, woman. That you know, was literally the origins of money, isn't it? It was just literally something for people to trade for stuff. Yeah, isn't it? yeah that's exactly, all when they couldn't trade exactly. a thing for a thing, they, they traded that for that. That's that's what's enabled us to have kind of a global market where sort of we can kind of trade internationally and it doesn't really matter what's being traded because we all have this understanding that these bits of paper and bits of metal are valuable to us, even though fundamentally, like as many, many people have said, you can't eat money. So no, it's, do you reckon it's like my theory? Perhaps is you're right. I think most of us can actually understand. Yeah, money's important. We can trade it. We can, you know, swap. Yeah, as you say before, caveman gold for meat or whatever, and we can understand it to lesser degree now. Mm. But the bankers and the financial sector are just basically creating these systems that are designed to be too complicated, hypothetically, or made up. <laughs> Would be yeah. probably the uh, truth. <laughs> The you know, the, yeah, the thing to, to just create their market within that market almost, even yeah. though it's just so they can make money off like these make believe numbers. I, th- and, I, think, I think most but, a lot of adults, I wouldn't that... mind too much. Well, I would mind if they, if they did it just as like a standalone thing, but all our shit is like you know, linked to it really. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the other thing, this the footnote to this that really bothers me as well. I was looking at a documentary. I can't remember what the documentary was now. They were basically looking at um, CEOs of these big companies. Yeah. And it's quite known, isn't it? The CEOs are in companies for quite a short amount of time. So they're there yeah. for three, four, five years max generally. And, you know, nine times out of ten, <laughs> they are given the, the instruction, right, your job is to get that stock price up because yeah. then obviously the... Uh, the shareholders and the investors get a return on their investment. Everything goes up. Everything's in Kidori. And then because they're only there for four or five years, every decision that they take is short term for that company. And yeah. it's been proven that if the CEO takes such steps as save money, so that means like job cuts, mm, mm. Uh, you know, be more efficient. So again, you know, more machinery as in, you know, squeezing down, yeah, yeah, squeezing down wages, you know, yeah. uh, anti-union movements it yeah, all yeah, yeah. raises the fucking stock price and so inherently the system that when that's built into it you yeah. know it's, it's forever going to be boom and best isn't it it's forever yeah yeah. yeah of course of course it's, so, uh, it's designed uh, like that's that. that's the kind of like i mean i'm i'm not i don't know aware enough to sort of hold too strong an opinion i'm, I'm well open to sort of being proven wrong but um my my cousin and me had a brief chat about this a, a month or so ago where I was kind of saying, well, fundamentally, the system is broken and we can't have capitalism continue the way it has because the climate crisis has got to this point partially because of capitalism. And his view is much more unabated. Capitalism is bad 
but you can still go with the same economic model and work things in a more green way in a more sustainable way so that things are fairer for people and, and the fairer yeah, it's for like planet. heavy regulation yeah yeah but i mean i i just sort of my instinct is that that's bollocks and that actually the system is fucked and we need to kind of have like much more sort of on the ground economies and what i mean by that is like rather than having massive companies that you invest or like pension funds that are invested in these massive like offshore fucking tax havens like your security for example is the fact that you're down to farmer and you've got this energy company this energy company you know as long as we've still got electric is still going to be useful they're still going to sort of benefit people even just with the homes aspect it's still everyone's still going to have homes in the future and the presumably will have some kind of form of energy generation and and heating and so on so all of this will sort of have to be energy efficient and that's your security it shouldn't be sort of you know this this kind of disconnected world it should be about your local community and and people and companies never growing so large that they get outside of their local communities and yeah fair enough if there's like small communities where it's massively under-resourced in one way and then it can barter and trade with the neighboring communities to support each other but when you're talking like massive countries just fucking each other over because of resource squabbles like you're having with Ukraine and Russia and Germany and all these kind of, you know, these major players and the Saudis and the rest of it. It's it's all because of kind of tribal warfare gone global. And it's it's not it's not very nice. People are mean to each other and I don't like it. <laughs> Jesus, you took that far then, Dan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's no, but it's all relevant. It's all linked to it, isn't it? You know, it, it's yeah. true. It's all linked to it. I mean, look, look, look at today. Uh, you, you know, it, it's nice to have that off the chest. But you know, with with inflation and stuff at the moment, and uh, you know, first of all, you know, the, the coverage of the media recently has angered me on a level, you know, too much, really. Um, the, the way that they've on covered what? it We're, on, 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 on sorry, the, the strikes, yeah, no, oh, well, all the strikes, it, yeah, inflation, yeah, and, and the strikes as well, yeah, you know, the way they've covered it is absolutely abhorrent. You know, that, that guy from Mick Lynch, uh, yeah. you know, from and he, <laughs> he's conducted himself so well. I think that there has been moments where he's had a bit of a wobble, <laughs> but in general, he's been he's been quite good. And the truth of it is, like, not long ago, the government came out and said, right workers you should not ask for a pay rise yeah because it's going to cause you know inflation to spiral so so you're basically telling the little man straight away right okay you know you're going to have to have a pay cut and i remember since obviously self-employed now but the years and years that i've been working which isn't long but you know 15 years or whatever in the workplace never had the pay cut anyway the matched inflation yeah the only way truly i find to improve your your pay is to move jobs almost Yeah. yeah yeah and then um and then at the same time, now they are in the process of taking away the cap on bankers' bonuses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They are going to uh, agree to the triple lock, obviously, which they got on pensions. So all the yeah. old people, who well, seem more likely to vote conservative, are, yeah. are going are to get it. Oh no, but you, the little man, you, you stay fucking quiet there. Well, the truth about it is, and obviously the RMT, they're only asking for they're asking for under inflation. They're only asking for seven percent. They're not yeah. asking for 10, 11%, which it all is. And the truth of it is, is, you know, 
if we didn't have unions, we wouldn't have, you know, maternity pay, paternity leave, whatever, you know, sick pay. Almost yeah. just have a look at America, how fucked it is over there. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's still, we're still like poor houses. And the truth is, like, because the vast majority, I think, I don't know what the percentage is, not in a union, you know, obviously I think everybody would probably strike if they had some collective bargaining possible to do it. But the coverage of it, without them giving a proper commentary on the mm. reasoning for why people are doing it, you know, because the cleaners and the trains have been fucked, you know, they they yeah. can't afford yeah. it. And I think it's been absolutely abhorrent. And when we're talking about, you know, money or whatever, as we are here, and all kind of inflation is linked. Again, it's it's a lack of control, isn't it? There's a made up number on the on the on the FTSE, and then obviously there's there's it, everything else is made up from the hands of the little guy. You, you can't get anything, but oh yeah, well, all these get. I think I think the MPs are are getting. I can't remember a percent, but it's it's Wouldn't high percentage. Yeah, I think yeah. it might be linked to inflation. I I'm, I haven't checked it yet, but they always bloody roll through a pay rise. Voting through your own pay rise. No. Uh nah, this year I've been a bit I mean, shit I, actually. I, I, love it. I can't remember, but yes. I'm pretty sure that I don't think it's a new thing. I think MP salaries are just permanently linked to inflation. So if inflation yeah. goes up, they're protected. Isn't that interesting? Um, uh, I mean, if if I had lots of power, <laughs> say so, yeah, if you vote through your own pay, you're like, nah, I was right, I won't vote this through. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's 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 those comments. Listen, you can go on about other stuff, but it's those main things that that really bother me about money. Mm. Now then, I am a hypocrite because I do have stocks and shares, ISA. So you know, at the end of the day, I do, I do. Do you, do you sort of with your ISA? Do you actually sort of? To, do you manage it personally or do no. you just hand it over to the bank and they do whatever the fuck with it or uh, yes yeah i think it's just one of these i just like chose my risk level and then Got just you. just leave it to it really because another thing that let's you know if we talk about money so it is linked again here so um there's nothing that bothers me the reason most reason i did it i don't have a huge amount of savings at all but you know yeah. savings have all have been literally 0.1 0.5 percent yeah. i don't know why and obviously stocks and shares tend to usually over the long term give you more and it and it has yeah. to be fair what even the, the numbers made up uh but you know yeah i'm a hypocrite <laughs> but the oh, yeah. thing that gets me right at the moment is obviously the way that they are man trying to manage the um the inflation is by changing the base rates of course okay yeah, so, yeah. Base rate. yeah. so obviously a lot of people have got variable mortgages so generally if they change the base rate it literally the next day damn literally it's almost instant your mortgage rate will go up, all right? Yeah. Your savings? Uh, we'll, we'll think about it. We'll take our time. We'll send you a letter. It'll That's be 30, hilarious. 40 days. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> they don't raise the savings. So that that basically, <laughs> like, overlap period of the time where they raise the, the, the base rate, the bank is literally, you know, creaming it, you know, be, just because they're not, the instant access don't instantly go up. Or the standard savings rate. Oh no, but your mortgage will do next day. Ah, oh, fuck this, it all. This is this is sort of a big. I mean, I I bank with two banks, and I didn't choose either of them because of the return that I'd get on my savings. Because for the vast majority of my life, I've basically not had savings. Technically, I have savings now, but it's not money that I'm keeping. It's money that I'm gradually spending because I know it's going to sort of, you know, it has to disappear because I've got to live. But like, I think if people made much more use of things like credit unions, 
it would totally fuck the banking system because I know, you know, some credit unions internationally are probably massive and probably quite similar to banks, but North Wales Credit Union, as an example, um, will quite often support people from low income backgrounds, people are struggling in a way that your conventional bank often won't. Yeah. And they'll build a relationship and they'll support them and they've got much more of a kind of community understanding of, of you know, people's lives and people's situations. And that's why they exist. And so, you know, I mean, I, I don't have I don't think I've, I've got barely anything in my credit union account now, but I used to use it as my main savings account because I was always thinking, well, if the credit union is doing all right and they've got money in there, they'll be loaning out to, you know, Doris down the road who can't afford to pay her bills or you know, like Kelsey, who has two kids that she's raising by herself and all of that shit, basically. Those are well, people Kelsey. that I want to support. It just sounded like a chavvy name. So, <laughs> Kelsey. Well, you're going to be chavvy to have a kid. <laughs> well, yeah, single mum with two kids in regard. It's got to be a Kelsey. <laughs> Kelsey Jones, yeah. So, when we talk about money then. Um... Yeah. Well, oh, I had a question, but I talked about this first. I went to see my accountant last week because... You um, have a fucking accountant. Well, yeah, I'm self-employed. Massive hypocrite. <laughs> you know, it's a fucking minefield, the accountant. Didn't, didn't you say that he was shit? No. Who was oh, really you, didn't, you, didn't you say someone was shit? Probably. Lots of people are. <laughs> no, I'm confused. Anyway, I went, I went to see him uh, because I need to plan for my pension. Right. I basically haven't got much, literally just like a handful of money in there. So I wanted to make a plan. And he, to be fair, he like uh, explained it really well. Yeah. And like he was talking about it. It's, it's really funny because obviously, it's, you know, you've got to get a massive pension pot to basically get anything back. Do you, do you, do you understand how it works? It's like you, you, you basically, you've got a few options, haven't you? You've got this massive pension pot. You get, is it 25% of it, I believe, tax-free lump sum of that pot if you want it. And then you could use all of it or some of it to basically purchase an annuity, which yeah. is basically them giving you a fixed fee until you die. And then he's saying at the moment that the annuities run at around 4%. Right. <laughs> so, like, if you've got £100,000 in the pension pot, you will get four thousand pounds a year till you die, so you literally have to. So all oh, that gosh. is basically is the pension company. The, the minute they start giving you annuity, they want you to die, don't they? Because obviously they're betting against yeah, against yeah, yeah, you yeah, dying. Yeah. It's if you live if you live for a long time, if you live for longer than four, you know, hundred divided by four years. Yeah. You, they've lost out basically haven't yeah, they yeah yeah it's, it's i guess it's around <laughs> four four to five percent yeah I, I just thought it was absolutely hilarious but the thing is like this pension pot like you you need you know if you if you want a decent you know 15 20 thousand a year yeah you need you need like a half a million <laughs> imagine saving half a million quid <laughs> You know, I know there's tax relief and stuff. Why, it, why, Jesus, why, do, why do you think that I'm training to become a lawyer? <laughs> well, yeah. oh, oh, well, that's why I'm drinking copiously. I just thought, like, before I need a pension, I'll turn to what it can be done. I mean, it is, it is really disgusting. And I, I won't kind of go into figures because it wouldn't be, you know, it's not appropriate to discuss other people's finances. But the bills, the, the increase in energy prices has really fucked Jody's grandparents. I think yeah. their their bills have basically doubled. And 
they've they've kind of I'm not you know they're not kind of going to food banks or anything they're still able to kind of shop and, and everything but they're not on like she she worked as a carer and then like a college assessor and for the university so she has like a university pension which is okay but not fantastic and then he's on I think he's either on DLA or like he's definitely got his pension but I think he also gets some disability um, living allowance and it's like it's fuck all and it's just it you know if, if they're in that situation and they've kind of worked hard all their life and they've kind of you know done what you're supposed to do they bought into the system and then towards the end they're basically like banking on not living that much longer yeah i know man. what what a way i mean i know i know ultimately we know we all realize probably quite early on yeah spoiler kids we're gonna die if any children are listening to this this is a this is a bad way to find out but like if you're kind of young you know that that's gonna happen but then as you get older your relationship with that changes and if you have to factor into that, well, do I have enough money to keep on living? Like, how am I, if it hits the breadline, like, what social support structures do I have around me? And as I see it, you've basically kind of got three three or four options. You've got children, you've got the state, you've got have your own house and own your own house and have just enough money to be able to afford all of your, like, bills and food and so on. Um, or suicide. <laughs> yeah it's true it's true and uh, you know I've, I've come across obviously in some of the work you know previous careers you know you come across or even on news you see like this 82 year old couple at home with like electric heater like I can't for I was thinking if I end up like that when I'm 80 my head will be in the fireplace you know just yeah. just crisp me and get me done <laughs> it's just absolutely I can't I can't think about it and, you, and you're right obviously the state as it is at the moment is being eroded and it's not like then you can't like oh you must go to work and no no I've, I've got a Zimmer frame and I shit into a bag you know yeah. you literally can't so much jobs you can do that uh, when you're like that unfortunately so I mean, no, it, it's sad to say and I think generally speaking our parents so we're in our 30s aren't we our yeah. parents they generally had decent pensions at that point they've got this triple lock yeah. stuff going by the time our generation gets to that age mm. we're certainly going to be working until 70 plus anyway yeah, the pension yeah, age will be up sure, by then sure. and i'm worried that poverty where you know in pension age when we get to that age is going to be absolutely rampant yeah really yeah just... absolutely absolutely i think i think the kind of the gap between rich and poor will get wider and the number of poor people well, you know, the middle class will collapse and you'll effectively sort of be the working poor or the incredibly wealthy rich. Yeah. And and the, the number of rich people will probably kind of get smaller as the people who were previously middle class drop off. And, you know, there won't there won't be many people in the middle, basically, and we'll have this kind of stark divide. But yeah. I mean, I think I think, to be honest, though. I'm not saying it's an entirely a UK problem because obviously we're seeing inflation issues over in America as well. But if you look at kind of other European countries and obviously they're still facing the kind of energy crises and climate change and, you know, the, the problems with Russia and, and warfare and, you know, peak oil and all the rest of it. But a lot of our problems are linked to Brexit. And that's kind of in some ways comforting because basically we can leave do you reckon obviously we you know i know it's you know it's you know the ukraine war and the pandemic 
is perfect excuses, isn't it, for the government about all yeah, this yeah. stuff? Do you think, hypothetically, that you know, if like um, Brexit, sorry, if uh, the, the UK war hadn't happened and the pandem- pandemic hadn't happened, yeah, there would be a pro on Brexit, or, or would they be able to to brush it into the carpet? Do you think it's? I, w- I, I wish we could have seen it. You know, I I think I think they they still would have brushed it into the carpet because if you look at like you know even the reaction to the pandemic stuff, even the reaction to Ukraine every single sort of not every single mainstream media source but most of the mainstream media certainly things like daily mail sun etc a lot of the people who read those papers and absorb that media are going with the party line the same the base sounds awful to say but if you go to the facebook profile and you see all of those like fil not filters but you know where like people will have like lest we forget and you know they'll sort of have like an england football sticker imprinted on their profile picture and that kind of thing yeah. your standard like aspirational tory voter where they believe wholeheartedly in the second world war they believe wholeheartedly in the monarchy they believe in being anti-eu they're not too sure about fucking abdul down the road they think he might be an isis but they're not certain and like and it the the, the number of people that fit in within that category i think is probably larger than we'd like to admit they're not necessarily completely nuts, but well, that's why the Tories got in, wasn't it? You know, in, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. literally. That's that's why Boris Johnson had such a fucking great showing last election because he's, I mean, less so now, but back then he was very much like, "Come vote for me, look out." It, it's same people, same reason people voted for Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, it's like, mm. why not? He's a laugh. You know, that's that's a level of engagement with politics. And that's why, you know, coming back to your point about Brexit, that's why they can brush it under the carpet, because people don't look at like, no, you know, your point earlier about like stock market and FTSE and all of that. If you ask them about that or try to have a discussion, they would get bored very, very quickly and not really want to engage with it quite possibly but they can go fuck themselves <laughs> this is all a blip in space and time anyway <laughs> no please subscribe <laughs> <laughs> um but like you know genuine no it's sort of it's a complex issue and there was i remember thing it's where they talk about inflation i think is you know they're saying oh don't ask for a wage because inflation will get worse and worse and worse and they emancipate the problem of um was that the word emancipate Emanci- not emancipate was Emancipation compound, is... Yeah, it'll, it'll oh, compound, compound the problem. Sorry, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll compound the problem. And yeah. I think it's the same thing with uh, kind of, uh, you know, the, the the gap between richer and poorer, because as you say, the poorer that somebody is, you know, they they grow up in places that are really struggling economically, you know, again, public services have been eroded, so education gets worse. And actually, the system will feed itself because yeah. those people will unfortunately go probably more likely to be intolerant, more likely to be uneducated, but unfortunately, more likely to probably vote for a party that yeah. is quite yeah. unfortunately populist in their agendas regarding those those said issues. And and, and another thing to, to link this Brexit argument back to, to money, which we're talking about today, of course, and the thing I'm really worried about and of and it's again linked back back to the gap between rich and poor and the way it's affecting our com- uh, the, our country economically. It's yeah. going to actually, you know, people are only going to be able to afford, you know, cheap shit food. You know, we've got ministers already being questioned by 
you know, uh, media interviewers and their, their advice is, you know, oh, buy value goods and this, that and the other. You know, number one, obviously, we know value goods. You know, we buy, we all buy it sometimes and you know it's absolute dog shit in there. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. actually going to, because the demand is going to be there for it, it's going to be, the you know, it's going to be the rationale for the government to destroy our food standards. Oh, you know, yeah. we need, we need, you know, food that is affordable to people. And before you know it, you know, you, you're eating bloody, you know, bloody chicken eyes and all sorts. But, I mean, no, no, it's, it's already happening. Because, I mean, I don't know the details, but there's, there's deals that have already been done with Australia and with America where as part of the deal, Australia and America have said, well, you know, we're not going to agree to this unless you lower your food standards, basically, because although, you know, as a vegetarian, I think UK's food policy is a bit horrific. The standards that they keep animals in are still higher than the, you know, equivalent standards in America and, and in Australia, or so I've been told. So the the effect is that basically the those because we have over farmed um, British land and because we're so reliant on a culture where meat is the main thing that we eat it ends up being that you you create a demand for lots of kind of artificial but you know sort of artificially produced you know as in the, those animals have not lived natural lives yeah, they haven't actually like they haven't reproduced and like you know it's it's not like I don't know a deer fucking another deer making a little bambi bambi growing up and then someone taking a bow and arrow and killing it it's like someone shoved it in a cage and pumped it full of fucking steroids and made the biggest fucking bambi you can and then like killed it two months after it was born in order to have lovely delicious baby bambi burgers sounds hilarious baby bambi burgers just um, that food van mm, that, like, that. <laughs> venison no i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure johnson like a couple of weeks ago did say oh you know oh no shit no it wasn't even there's i haven't read it but there's a food um the food policy has come out and i'm pretty sure within it there's recommendations that people should eat more venison which is just Jesus great christ it's, it's just it's i think that's fantastic yeah, it's like, I mean, you think about like the climate crisis, you think about sort of, you know, we're, we're like literally driving ourselves off a cliff. We're like halfway off the cliff right now. Like we literally, according to the science, it, we have until to 2025, which by my calculations is about 18 months away to, to like stop doing what we're doing. And our government, one of the superpowers on the planet is saying we need to eat more venison. <laughs> I know it's this this is this is why like i don't regularly cry because <laughs> it's so fucked it's funny it's like yeah he could you, have you, even said lettuce you know <laughs> we could have laughed through that but at least you know, he's bloody trying you yeah. know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But, no, exactly, uh, but he knows exactly. you know the guys won't vote for him it's just it's a disgrace it's a disgrace uh, uh you know dan thanks very much for uh listening to my first topic around i do actually feel better we were hoping that this podcast was going to do that i feel a bit better so uh what's, so yeah i i hope so this week thought? so um what's your uh what's your final thought then you you get the final thought this week one i'm i'm generally quite quite hopeful because <laughs> If, if you look at sort Sorry. of our financial systems and capitalism, they're breaking down. And 
even if like this next recession isn't the last one, which seems highly unlikely, what's probably going to happen is a load of people are going to suffer for a few years and then the economy will pick back up again because that's exactly what happened back in like 2008, 2009. The economy crashed, a load of people suffered, a load of people died and then it came back up again. And it'll happen again. But like you were saying, I can't remember when you said it, but you said like the cyclical nature, it's always boom and bust. It's designed in it. But what's happening is it's a bit like a spinning coin. It's it's flipping round and round. And each time it's going slower and slower and slower. And eventually it'll settle and it'll disintegrate. And the positive of that is that you've, it's going to become far more supportive there's a i can't remember it and we can i'm not going to bother inserting it but basically there's a south african phrase that means i am because we are and basically it means that like you rely on the group because if you don't you're all dead and and that's that's that is literally going to happen when capitalism collapses and we're all just supporting each other and and the climate crisis hits you'll look to your neighbour, not because you want to, or because he's white or black or gay or straight or trans or whatever the fuck they are. It'll be because if you don't, you're dead. And that 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 I think will sort of bring people together, not through choice, not through compassion, but through that kind of innate human need to survive um, for as long as possible before they inevitably die. So... <laughs> It's uh, get it. I think I think that's that's my uh, that's my final thought for this week. Well, thank you for that, Dan. Very very enjoyable. Good way to uh, to end, I think. But I can at least comfort you by saying you're not alone. We're all fucked, mate. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> See you next time, mate. See you next time. <laughs> See you next time.